Welcome to Pursuing the Kingdom, a podcast devoted to living, loving, and seeking after the kingdom of God for our daily lives. I'm Pastor Kenneth Davis. May God bless you as we pursue the kingdom. Welcome to another episode of Pursuing the Kingdom. Today is Tuesday, March the 15th. 2022 and how quickly this month is moving by but welcome once again to another podcast and i thank you so much for listening in i uh, hope you noticed uh, we've got some new bumper or intro music there uh, been been quite a little ordeal trying to find something or produce something that uh, i really like and i keep getting a little closer and closer to it but uh, it's not quite there but i'll leave it as is for now and um but um, thank you for joining me, and thank you for uh, taking the time to listen. And I ask that you would uh, like this. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, if you're listening on Anchor FM, uh, it, it is available on other platforms as well. But if you uh, like this and subscribe to it, you will get alerts whenever there are new podcasts released. And um, today, of course, you know, we're all looking at the news and watching what's going on in the news and um, seeing all the things that are, you know, so much uncertainty, uh, so much confusion, so much conflict uh, that is going on around the world. But not only are the things that are going on around the world, going on within our country, going on within, you know, politics and the government, um, the many things we see that's happening. There are a lot of things happening in the lives of people. And as we seek to do what the will of God is in our lives, we are going to run into times and have encounters of conflict in our life. We're going to have times of uncertainty. We will have times of confusion. Uh, that's just what life brings on us. And um, we, we have things that we encounter. Many times people will call it, you know, a, a dilemma. They'll say, you know, wow, I'm really having a dilemma right now. And my life is, is in a dilemma it's in a time of uncertainty and a time of confusion, a time of conflict. But, you know, a dilemma is just something that is a uh, situation. It's a difficult problem. It is something that perplexes us, but it is also uh, defined as a vicious cycle or a circle. Uh, other words that are used to, to describe it are a mess, trouble. Uh, conflict, but, you know, a vicious circle that uh, we can get into. And looking in the Bible, we see where Mary and Martha are there in the book of Luke. And, you know, Jesus, he's there in the village. He comes to Martha's house. And um, she was kind of upset because she was working, doing all the housework, trying to take care of those that were there. And um, she says to the Lord, you know, do you, do you not care that my sister has left me alone to serve and to take care of all this? And in Luke 10 and 41, Jesus said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. He said, but one thing is needful, and Mar Mary hath chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Martha was worried about the serving, the food, uh, being a good hostess, uh, taking care of the dishes, uh, taking care of you know whatever they uh, needed, 
And she was kind of upset because, and to the point that she voiced her opinion to the Lord that, you know, my sister won't even help me. But Jesus pointed out to her that there are a lot of things that's, that's going on in life, but there's one thing that is needful. And he said, your sister has chosen the wise part or the good part because what your sister has chosen won't be taken away from her. It cannot be taken away. Um, Martha's time of serving those, it would come and go, and, and that would be only a, mo- a memory and something in the past. But what Mary was taking into her soul by hearing and sitting at the feet of Jesus was something that was going to last her and be uh, there for her that could be you know eternal. So when we look at things that are pointed out in this story of Mary and Martha, there are, you know, things that everyone deals with daily, you know, things that some people deal with daily, day, uh, weekly, and even things that, you know, some people have struggled with for many years. But when it comes right down to it, people just really want to encounter joy and peace in their life. And as you look at the story of Mary and Martha, Mary's sitting there in the middle of the living room um, with the others as Jesus is speaking, just soaking up his words. But Martha, she's running around the kitchen, around the house in a whirlwind. She's checking on the cooking, setting the table, maybe, you know, whipping up a dessert or something. And Martha is really a woman on a mission, and she won't stop until all the guests are happily full. But the problem is that Martha is trying to serve, you know, all these people, and she has no help. She has no one to to help her. No one's giving her a hand. And she goes through the the room there and and out of the corner of her eye she sees her sister just sitting there and you know she's frustrated and she's probably thinking you know how could she do this to me this is really hard on me to try to get all this done uh, you know if 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 it doesn't work out you know I'm going to be embarrassed in front of the lord and all those that's with him but you know, Martha's like, does she not see that I'm trying to handle all this on my own? Well, that can be looked at in the way that we try to deal with life, that we try to deal with things on our own, all by ourselves, with no help. And many times, whenever we are dealing with things in life, we will start comparing ourselves to other people and other situations and other instances that's happening in their lives. But whenever you compare, and we compare our lives with other things that's going on. You know, look at look at their life. They don't have a care in the world. They seem to have everything they want. They seem to never be in need. They never seem to be frustrated. They never seem to be unhinged. Everything's all together. Um, you know, maybe those people you go to church with them, uh, their children's shoes always match, their hair's always combed, the bows are always perfectly placed in the hair you know all those things the shirt tails are always tucked in and my children or uh, whatever you know we could we could say uh, compared to you know I'm always struggling you know I I do good to get to, to get one sock on them and one shoe on the other foot and get out the door but you see whenever we start comparing things whether it be you know something that simple as that or other people's lives, you know, look how hard I've worked, but I really don't have that much to show for it. Look how long I've studied in school, but I I haven't finished a degree, or I've got a degree and I don't know what to do with it now, or I've worked at this company for so long and they don't, I don't know when I'm going to get a raise or get a new position or get a promotion. And, you know, 
so and so over here they just seem to you know be jumping up the corporate ladder but comparison comparison it only breeds anxiety and it only causes discontentment um it it happens you know in all avenues of life that people people are dealing with these dilemmas comparison it brings trouble it brings a strife it brings jealousy and comparison or comparing things it'll it'll bring bitterness to your life you'll come to where you resent someone and are bitter toward them when they haven't maybe really done anything at all to you but we can become that way because we are trying to deal with the dilemma of life and martha compares her situation to somebody else's and she thinks well i got the short end of the stick here you know the lord's going to come and go and be gone and i'm not going to even get to hear much of what he has to say but we get caught in that trap sometimes. We get caught looking at someone else's life. We get looking, caught looking at those big happy smiles. Um, you know, we've heard the phrase, we've all heard the phrase fake news. Well, there's a lot of fake media and fake social media out there because everyone tries to, you know, bring about their best presentation of their life, their best smile, their best dinner dish the best restaurant, the best whatever vacation, um, you know, whatever it may be. And, um, you know, it's like it, it turns into a competition of comparisons. And the comparisons and trying to keep up with someone else, you know, it starts to cause uh, an unsettling feeling. It causes discontentment. And it'll cause that feeling to come and set right on our shoulder. And anxiety will set in. Um you know, it may be a relationship. You know, why can't I find a relationship that is stable and secure and someone who loves God and wants to help me live for God as much as I want to help them live for God? And and, and we want to support one another and go to the house of God together and worship the Lord together and build our life around the word of God. And, you know, why can't I find someone like that? And that all that starts building up in lives of people, and it can be because it is something that is only there to tear us down. But comparison is something that will trick us. It, it's something that, you know, comparison never tells the full story because whenever we see someone's life, just for an instance, you know, on social media, when we see uh, someone at church even, um, maybe during one service, maybe for one hour a week, Maybe for 10 minutes before or after service, we visit with them, whatever it is. If it's a picture or a video or if it's a it's an in-person, uh, you know, conversation, you're really only getting a snapshot of the other person's life. Um, you know, those those gorgeous family photos that um, that pop up and are, are, are you know, there to, to be seen. Uh you only get the photo. You don't get the argument of trying to get the kids to sit still or the uh, crying that the baby was doing or uh, all the things you know that was happening right before or right afterward because when we compare, we really miss the rest of the story. And no matter what is going on and no matter what is happening on the outside, um, in people's lives, in our lives, in your life, in my life, God is at work in all situations. Now, there are no two lives that are exactly the same. There are no two stories that are exactly the same. Uh, people will look at a certain person and say, well, they've got it made. They grew up in this household. They grew up, these were their parents. 
They've just had everything handed to them when really, you know, we have no idea what someone went through or what someone had handed to them. And the person who seems to have had the most perfect life, according to what we would say would be perfect, they may have had to struggle, may may have went through times of pain, they may have went through times of heartache, of uh, dealing with emotions and dealing with thoughts and dealing with things that are, uh, you know, of darkness that uh, cause them to just really struggle in life. And nobody's really the same. No, no, no two lives can be compared to be the same. And whenever we compare others, uh, it doesn't change your story. It doesn't change my story. It doesn't change my past. It doesn't change your past. But what comparison really does is comparison will really steal it will really steal our joy. It takes it away from us. And, you know, that is one of the things the Bible says that the enemy is only out there to do, that he comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. He doesn't do one or the other of those three things. He does each of those three things. He wants to steal your joy. He wants to kill. He wants to destroy. And um, he wants to do this in your life. So whenever, you know, life gets to a point where, someone struggling in life the best thing we can do is not to compare to others not to go through that vicious circle of a dilemma Um, but we need to go straight to the source and the source is God you know Martha she was pretty she was pretty open about what she felt and how she felt about it and how upset she was and how unfair she felt that it was and so Martha she wastes no time running to the Lord because she knows that he's going to straighten this out. I mean, in her mind and what she was thinking, he was the highest authority in the room, if not in the land, of course. But uh, he was the one who had the command of the room and the command of the house and the command of the attention of everyone there. She was very upset. She was dealing with this thing. It was a problem that she felt. And she went straight to the Lord about it. And, you know, the Lord, he, he, he said, you know, that that. You're, you're looking at your situation from the wrong angle. You're looking at it from the wrong way. Um, Martha wanted the Lord to help, but the Lord didn't give her the answer that she was looking for. Uh, I just happened to hear a someone make a comment today that many times we are praying when we should be obeying. Um, sometimes we are asking God to change situations or to do things for us when we shouldn't be praying for the situation to be changed or to be turned around or to be more to our liking, but we should be obeying what the Word of God says. And um, whenever uh, we are dealing with things and dealing with issues in life and whatever it may be, uh, you know, it's tempting many times to run here and to run there and to ask this one for advice or for help or some people, they want to blast all their problems on social media. Uh, those are the usually the, uh, the, the accounts or the, the ones I mute and, um, or I just scroll past. But um, I, I don't understand what some people gain from blasting and laying everything out there. But, you know, they're like Martha. You know, I want somebody to do something about this. When really only God is the one who knows what the best help is and the best answer to situations. But the wisest thing we can do is to go to the one who can actually fix things. And that was the Lord. That phrase of um, what a dilemma meant 
that synonym of it meaning a vicious circle. Um, sometimes life just keeps repeating the same thing over and over and over again. It, it just keeps on happening. It keeps on continuing. It is something that, um, you know, people wonder, why, why does my life end up like this? Many times people will say, well, God's just mad at me. Um, that's a good excuse when they say that because they're trying to justify why they've messed up their life so bad. God's not mad at you. You're just disobeying God. God's not trying to get even with you. You're just disobeying God. God is trying to get your attention. But when life just keeps repeating itself over and over and over again, whether it's some type of habit, whether it's an addiction, whether it's you know some type of behavior, whether it's in relationships, and, and it's dealing with sin, whatever it may be, that is a dilemma because it is a vicious circle. And whenever you realize, um, I think it's funny that depending on what the situation is, uh, something can be happening in someone else's life and people will look at them and say, well, they're just a bad person and they don't love God or their lives just all messed up and they're just out for this and out for that. But let the same thing happen or something similar happen in the life of someone else. And the same people who are saying, well, they, they are, you know, they're just a bad person. They don't want to live right. They're, you know, that's what they get, et cetera, et cetera. But let's that happen with someone close to them. And they immediately say, well, that's just the devil. That's just the enemy that's attacking when they don't look at it in somebody else's life and say, well, the enemy is attacking them. They want to try to put it all on that person. But whenever it comes to someone in their own family or their own life or whatever. They say, well, that's just the enemy doing it. You know, uh, it, it doesn't apply the same way when it really does apply the same way. Anything that takes us out of the obedience of God is a sin. And the enemy is going to use those things, whether it is our flesh that we're following because I have heard it said and many people don't like this because they want to, some want to blame the devil for everything. But you know, our, our flesh is bad enough that we can sin a whole lot without the devil ever stepping foot into our lives because we're just human. But whenever there's a dilemma, someone gets stuck on like a repeat, um, you know, many times they want to justify what's happening in their life because it makes them feel a little bit better about it. But, you know, people can talk themselves into believing, well, this is normal. This is good as life gets. This is, you know, the best I can do. Um, you know, they're looking, they're looking through the, 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 the bars of a jail. They're looking, you know, out the window of a rehab facility. They're, um, you know, sitting at home. They can't keep a job because they can't stay straight or stay, you know, off of something or, they can't get their life picked up because they keep dealing with issues, you know, that emotional things that drag them down. But that vicious circle, it can be broken by taking it all to the Lord. And you can take anything to Jesus. There are those that right now in their life, they're dealing with sickness. They're dealing with physical pain. They're dealing with uh, medical issues in their life. Some have been dealing with these things for time and years. Some have been dealing with it for months. Some, this is a new thing to them that they are dealing with, but it is becoming a dilemma in their life. There are some that are dealing with relationship issues. You've gone through a divorce. You're going through a divorce. You're dealing with a separation. You're looking for 
you know, what do I do now that I'm single again, you know, and this is the third time that I've been single or the second time or whatever it may have been. You know, it is a cycle. Take it to the Lord, whatever it may be, because sometimes we feel like we are in the right whenever thing else seems like it's wrong. But whenever we are in the right, you know, it's 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 not, well, I'm right and they're wrong, but um, it is what does the Lord say about this? It doesn't matter that who is right and who is wrong in a situation. It doesn't matter who gets the blame or where the blame is laid. What matters is, is what does the word of God say about it? What would the Lord say about it? Many people love to run to that saying, what would Jesus do? Well, they really don't want to know what Jesus would do because they would find out that he would do the exact opposite of what they are doing. That we can take anything to the Lord whenever we are dealing with a dilemma. And, you know, the Lord, he didn't rebuke Martha uh, for what she said. He doesn't say, you know, you, you want me to make your sister come and help you? Mary, get up off the floor, get in there and help your sister. That would have been an embarrassment to Mary. And then Mary would have been upset with Martha. But um, Jesus could have said, you know, don't, don't talk to me that way. He didn't say, you know, don't you know who I am? But Jesus looked at Martha and he saw what Martha was going through and where she was coming from. She was frustrated with what was happening in that moment in time. She was dealing with something, and this is just a small snapshot of a scripture to try to use to try to liken how we deal with things. But right where Martha was, he listened to her troubles, and he didn't question. He didn't stop her. He didn't say, don't bring it to me. I don't want to hear it. He listened to her, and that is the type of audience that we have with the Lord whenever we go to prayer and ask whatever we have need of. We do have God's attention. He, he doesn't get aggravated with us. He doesn't get offended with us. Uh, you know, whenever we're upset, whenever we are worried, whenever we are anxious, he doesn't mind if we tell him exactly what we're feeling. It doesn't, you know, it amazes me when I realize that how many people do not really understand what prayer is. Because even if they've attended church, they have only stood there and listened to someone else say a prayer. They've been led in prayer, or they only have a canned prayer to recite and repeat, when really all prayer is is just having that conversation with God. And whenever you talk to God, you can talk to him just like he's your best friend sitting there who is never going to go tell another one. It won't pop up on Facebook that so-and-so said this. It won't be some type of passive, aggressive, uh, you know, post about what you just talked about or what you're dealing with. But he longs to hear from you, and he loves to hear from you, and he wants to know whatever it is that you may be facing, whatever your dilemma is, because he's the one who's approachable. He's the one who is loving, and he is the one who's ready to listen. He won't, you know cause you more grief than you're already dealing with and whenever the dilemma of life that we are dealing with and dilemmas they want to knock you right out of the will of god a dilemma will want to take you from having faith in god to having frustration in life but the peace that we have through god begins with one thing after we talk to the lord we tell him what our trouble is we tell him what our need is he will give us the answer to what we need because 
he tells Martha, he said, you know, you are troubled. You are uh, being, you know, careful. You care about many things, Martha. But there's one thing that you're leaving out that you really need to be mindful of and you need to care more about. And that's what your sister is doing. She has chosen something that nobody can take away from her. He said one thing is needful, and one thing really is needful in this time that we're living in. And what we are seeing played out before us on uh, the news around the world, on social media apps, and the dilemma of life right now is you don't know who to believe and you don't know what to believe when you see something or when you hear something and who is behind the information that you're watching or you're listening to because many things today, even this, just this week, things being used on social media apps to try to influence others who follow certain people uh, with what I would just, you know, downright say is nothing more than propaganda and trying to influence those who follow other people. And what we see playing out right now uh, can be very scary, just to put it that way, not to use, not to try to find some great big word, but it can be downright scary and fearful of what is happening. But not only that, but, you know, the, the, the lack of concern for, for other human beings uh, people are attacking one another verbally, not just physically, but you know, verbally they disagree or they have a different opinion of one of things. Um, you know, people, there's so many things that are happening, but the needful thing is, is that we need to choose what is good and what is good is putting our trust in God. And, and that's where, you know, I see that we have to be in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, if, if, I'm Martha running around concerned with other things. Or if I'm Mary who's sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to what the word says, listening to what is being taught, what is being preached, and I'm soaking up everything I can so that my life can be strengthened and my life can be, uh, you know, filled with something that is good. We get enough negative stuff as it is. But the dilemma of life is where do we turn? What do we do? And how do we deal with these things? You know, Jesus reminded Martha, just as he reminds us, that there are certain things we should be concerned with, and there are some things we don't need to be concerned with. And there's many things that I don't even take time to listen, watch, or pay attention to anymore because it's not really something that is going to, even though it affects us all, I can't do anything about it. But what I can do is pray. What I can do is put my trust in God. I told the church on Sunday, I said, you know, many people are so concerned about environmental issues and, and, and saving the planet and all those things. And the Bible says we can't even add one inch to our stature or, you know, one millimeter or whatever you want to call it. We can't add that to our stature. We can't grow any extra hair on our head. Uh, how, how can we do anything about what is around us? You know, it is futile from the way that I look at it, but is more things of control and to put us under the control of someone else. 
that's why we have to look to God and let everything be in his control. You know, I want to focus on God more than I want to focus on anything else. Um, um, you know, it, it's fine to be uh, apprised of what's happening in the world and happening in the news. And I try to, you know, at least look in at least once or twice a day to see what's happening. Um, major events that are taking place. And, um, but the things that should really take a front row seat and be the forefront of our minds and our hearts is I've got to have a relationship with God. And for some reason, this word dilemma just kept on coming to my mind and been on my mind the last couple of days of, you know, people dealing with dilemmas, uh, dealing with situations, dealing with frustrations, dealing with issues and, and, and things of life that, are connected with family, connected with work, connected with finances, connected with jobs, connected with whatever it may be, connected with health. But God is the one that we put our trust in. And I've used this first Peter five and seven has become basically a, you know, a, 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 a stump to stand on and to sound the alarm of what to do. But we are to cast all of our anxiety, to cast all of our care on him because he cares for us. Um, because God cares about us, we can turn to him. What we deal with, what we feel, the troubles of life, the worries of life, and we can get to feeling like we're the only one who has some type of affliction. We're the only one that deals with this. Um, No, you're not the only one that has flat tires. No, you're not the only one with car issues or uh, you know, a leaky faucet at home or can't find the kid's shoes to get them ready to go to school or uh, you're not the only one that uh, oversleeps on Sunday morning whenever, you know, you meant to get up and get ready for church. You're not the only one that, uh, you know, just whatever it may be. But we're not the only ones that deal with these things, even from the least problem to the greatest thing and impact of our lives. Everybody deals with these things in one way or another. The Bible says that we are to resist him. We are to resist the enemy and be firm in our faith. We should resist against the attacks of the enemy. We've got to be established and immovable. Knowing you know, that the same experiences, the same things that you deal with are being experienced by others around the world. So we don't suffer alone. We are not in this alone. Most people don't talk about their problems. They don't talk about their habits, their hangups, you know, their, their things that uh, they deal with because everybody tries to hide it and tries to make it like everything's good with me. You know, nobody, nothing, nothing bad's going on over here. I don't worry about anything. But Peter uh, writes this in First Peter 5 and 10, but the God of all grace who hath called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while, you know, that's life. We've suffered. We are suffering. We will suffer. After we suffer a while, he will come and take a hold of us. He will make us perfect. He will make us complete is what that means. He will establish us. He will strengthen us, and he will settle us. So after we've dealt with these things, God, who gives his blessings and gives his favor to us, he has called us, he has made us his own, and he is going to make me and make you what we are to be in him. We may never achieve in life what we think that we should achieve. We may never be what our parents, you know, hoped that we would be. And, you know, that's things that people deal with. I'm letting this one down and letting that that one down. Don't let yourself down. 
and be obedient to God. And everything in life is going to come together and everything in life is going to feel complete. And the dilemmas that you are dealing with and the situations that you have dealt with in the past, you're going to see that God can take those things and build your future in a greater way so that you know where he has brought you from. But even more, you know what God can do for you in the future. That's why we have to continue pursuing the kingdom. I'm going to stop right there, just end this podcast with that. I trust that something I have said has been inspirational and encouraging to you, but I just uh, would do want to say this. Getting to the Word of God, start reading the Word of God, start praying each day. Make time. Take time to put your foot forward in God's Word and make that relationship the most important thing that you strive for each and every day. Until next time, continue to pursue the kingdom of God. May the Lord bless you.